Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on Fridays in May, each film touches upon Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or the Hard Way to Enlightenment and the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie at nortonsimon.org. Studios. Hey y'all, how you doing? We're doing a, a quick show about the sheriff's department. Do you guys know what they do at all out here in East LA? Not really, to be honest. No, I don't know. They just ride around. Sometimes they throw events here. I lived here for like 13 years. They do things around here. Keep it safe. We're doing a show about uh, the sheriff's department. Do you know what they do out here? No, I have no idea. You have, you know, have no idea what like what kind of policing or whatever? No, not really, sorry. <laughs> We're doing a show about the sheriff's department. Do you know what they what's it about? Uh no, I don't. Try not to get into like the whole politics and all of that. From LA Studios, I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA, aiming to better connect you with the city with every episode. So a few weeks back, something really unusual happened involving Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies. Sheriff's Department, we have a warrant, man entry. A search warrant has just been served at the home of L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl. There was banging on my door at about 7 a.m., the investigation concerns whether or not Kuehl helped her friend's nonprofit company gain a lucrative contract with the city. It was unusual because the sheriff's department doesn't typically investigate other county agencies. The district attorney's office normally handles that sort of thing. So the sheriff's investigators are alleging that crimes were committed by a supervisor, including the possibility of bribery. The state attorney general, Rob Bonta, did eventually take over the investigation. This news comes after a judge stopped the L.A. County Sheriff's Department from searching all the items that were seized. It's no secret that the supervisors have had beef with the L.A. County Sheriff. The Board of Supervisors has had a very turbulent relationship with Sheriff Alex Villanueva. Do you think this has to do with that? Do you think this is some sort of a retaliation in a, in a sense? That story's still developing, but it got us thinking we should really explain how law enforcement works in the city. Because clearly, there's some confusion. And that guy we just mentioned, Sheriff Alex Villanueva, he's running for re-election. You might think you know what's up, but it's pretty complicated. I mean, most of us are familiar with the Los Angeles Police Department, right? LAPD has been the focus of a lot of police scandals over the last few decades. From Rodney King to Rampart to the actions of police officers during the summer protests in 2020. But there's also that sheriff's department, which covers a lot of ground in L.A. County, literally. To make sense of all of this, we took a walk around the East L.A. Sheriff's Station with Frank Stoltz. He's covered policing for a while, and now he's covering civics and democracy for LAist. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> we are in front of a lake at a cute little park that's in East L.A. We see the gold line not too far away, a few steps from here. This is an unusual police station, right? It's the second oldest sheriff station in the city, and you can see it. it almost looks like it was an old library, right? Like it's it's a single-story, long building. It's not like one of those 
you know, giant concrete police stations that you see being built now that are like fortresses and impenetrable. This looks very inviting, doesn't it? So the reason we're here to talk to Frank is because I think something that folks don't get is like the difference between LAPD and the sheriff's department. Can we just start there? What's the difference between the two of them? Everybody knows the LAPD, right? I mean, it's, you know, Dragnet and Adam 12 and all those old shows and the Rodney King beating. The LAPD, though, is actually a little bit smaller than the sheriff's department. And the LAPD patrols just the city of Los Angeles, which is four million people. Obviously, it's a huge city. The sheriff's department patrols basically the rest of the county. So all the unincorporated areas, you know, areas that aren't cities, and then a bunch of cities that hire it to patrol their areas. And that's 42 cities. So, yeah, let me just repeat what Frank said right there. The sheriff's department patrols 42 cities in L.A. County, from Altadena to Cerritos and a whole bunch of other areas not within L.A. city limits. The sheriff's department isn't just big. It's the largest sheriff's department in the world. And then the other big difference is the sheriff's department runs the jails. And it's a massive jail system. It's, what, I think about 15,000 inmates now. And the sheriff's department is bigger. And so while the LAPD has about, you know, 9,000 police officers, I guess the sheriff's department has about the same. But then it also has another, like, six or 7,000 civilians who help them run the jails. The sheriff's department definitely has a reputation for aggressive policing. Who gets to vote for the L.A. County Sheriff? Everybody does. Even if you're in the city of Los Angeles, which is patrolled by the LAPD, you still vote for the sheriff. Santa Monica, Long Beach, city of San Fernando, all the, everybody in L.A. County votes, votes for the sheriff. And that's because the sheriff has jurisdiction all over the county. Well, turning over to something that is a hot topic is Sheriff Villanueva. He's made headlines because he's running for re-election. You know, for a long time, people really didn't pay much attention to the sheriff's races. But really kind of in the wake of Michael Brown and Ferguson, and especially after George Floyd, you know, uh, there's been a lot more attention to policing. And so when, when he ran back in 2018, he was promising reform. And a lot of folks say that it was a little bit of a bait and switch, that he didn't turn out to be a reformer. And, you know, not just going after political enemies, but allegations of a, a cover-up of police abuse, of sheriff's deputies abuse. The jails are a mess. There was just a big report about, you know, filthy conditions inside the jails. And as like I said earlier, the sheriff runs the jails. And I'm kind of forgetting kind of the most obvious thing, which is he's constantly fighting with everybody, right? Like he's constantly fighting with the Board of Supervisors and the district attorney and the inspector general who, you know, watchdogs his department and the Civilian Oversight Commission. So he's really a loud voice. I mean, some people kind of see him as like a Trumpian figure. One of the most interesting things is his attacks on the woke political left. And he just says that he's kind of the only guy with the answers and he's fighting against this establishment that's after him. And, you know, there's a, kind of a level almost of paranoia. So he's up for re-election this fall and he's up against Long Beach Police Chief Robert Luna. What's at stake in this election? I think what's at stake is stable leadership at the Sheriff's Department. Villanueva is constantly fighting with the Board of Supervisors and accusing them of being politically corrupt. And that's threatened funding for the sheriff's department. 
because they don't have any faith in him. Civilian oversight is at stake. You know, he refuses to work with the Civilian Oversight Commission and with the Inspector General, which were set up in the wake of former Sheriff Lee Baca's obstruction of justice and jail violence scandal. Just a little background. That guy Frank just mentioned, Lee Baca, he was a L.A. County Sheriff for more than 15 years, but he was convicted in 2017 for obstruction of justice and lying to the FBI. His crimes were kind of under the radar for a long time, which is why that oversight was set up. So that those things wouldn't happen again. And now we have a sheriff who's just thumbing his nose, you know, at these institutions that are designed to watchdog his department. Police departments and sheriff's departments are hard to change. You know, it's like moving the Titanic around. And when I covered the reform at the LAPD, It took a federal consent decree and a federal monitor and a federal judge overseeing what was going on. You know, it took a guy from the outside coming in to lead it, you know, and it took a lot of money. So if we're going to see real change at the sheriff's department, it's going to mean probably a lot more than just electing a different sheriff. To me, as a person who can't vote because I'm not a U.S. citizen or a U.S. resident, is it's my tax money. You know, it's like these... Institutions, they get tax dollars. So to me, that's one of the reasons why people should care about elections overall. $3.6 billion. It's a huge organization. You know, and there's a lot of discussion about diverting that money to alternatives to incarceration, to social programs, to help people leave the criminal life or steer clear of it. We passed Measure J a couple years ago which called for more money into programs like Care First, Jails Last. So people should care because Sheriff Villanueva has kind of poo-pooed that effort. You know, he's called it wacky, politically left, unrealistic, trying to help these people. And his challenger, former Long Beach Police Chief Robert Luna, is at least open to supporting stuff like that. Luna's a traditional police officer, don't get me wrong. I mean, he ran the... Long Beach Police Department. He's a career law enforcement guy. He's in his 60s. My experience is it's going to take probably a new generation of police leaders to really embrace, I think, the reform that people want to see. So, Frank, you have a new podcast coming out about all of this. It's called Imperfect Paradise, The Sheriff. Give us a pitch. It's about the unlikely rise of... Alex Villanueva to become sheriff and how he's been as sheriff, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then what's at stake in this coming election. And I heard that you interviewed the man himself? I did. And he provided us a very interesting interview. He didn't perform well in the primary election. The walls are kind of closing in a little bit on him. So I think we could see an interesting few weeks here in the lead up to the election in terms of how the sheriff behaves. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for being here and explaining what policing is in L.A. for us. Thanks, Brian. That's Frank Stoltz, civics and democracy correspondent for LEist. Our conversation was just a snippet of the sheriff's story. We'll be following the sheriff's race this fall and be sure to check out Frank's new podcast, All About the Sheriff. It drops today. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, hook me up. Subscribe to How to LA. That's if you haven't already. We'll have more on policing in LA in our newsletter too. You can find that at laist.com slash how to LA. 
And speaking of the newsletter, tune in tomorrow. We'll be hanging out with our newsletter editor, Erica Washington, at one of LA's climbing gyms. I promise you, it's an inspiration. All right, that's all we have for you today. See you tomorrow. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.